Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that aims at rewriting Hollywood award history. My name is Corey. My name is Jeff. This is so sexy. Oh, I'm trying. I do it for the I do it for the ladies. Well, I'm flustered. (laughs) Shit. Um, This is part two of this week's show, in which we're talking about 1997's Oscars Best Supporting Actor. If you uh, if you have not listened to part one, go ahead and pause this right now. We'll wait for you. And listen to part one. Come back, and we'll uh, we'll take you through the nominees. Speaking of the nominees for the 69th annual Academy Awards for Best Supporting Actor, they are William H Macy for Fargo, Cuba Gooding Jr. for Jerry Maguire, Armin Mueller Stahl for Shine, Edward Norton in Primal Fear, James Woods for Ghosts of Mississippi. Those are the official nominees, and then if you listen to part one, you would know that we added a few extra that we felt were deserving of this award from this year's cinema. And they may have not just been deserving, we may just like, like these guys. We may just Or like the movies. Them. Yeah. Our alternates uh, for this uh, category are Gary Sinise from Ransom. Vince Vaughn for Swingers. Samuel L. Jackson in A Time to Kill. And that's all... <laughs> That's all oh, I remember. Oh, you're gonna snub <laughs> Forrest Whitaker and Phenomenon. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's not. It's not that I didn't remember. It's just that I didn't like that movie at That's all. True, you didn't. Well, the movie is not great, but Forrest Whitaker is absolutely fabulous in it. But you see, John Travolta is so fucking awful that I just don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can see, like Kira Sedgwick trying so hard to be his love interest, and you just get not much from John Travolta. Yeah. <laughs> so those are our nominees and the alternates for Best Supporting Actor. Let's go ahead and explain the tweaks to our metric for an acting category. All right. So we're going to go over the metric. In the Best Supporting Actor category, we we judge the actors based on a five-finger scale, starting with, is the performance Oscar-worthy? Yeah. Is, is it Does it need to be on this list? Is it worthy of being on this list? Uh, would the movie be the same... If another actor was cast, would it be better with another actor? Is this movie an example of their best work, or at least some of their best work? It doesn't have to be the best, but just at least some of the highest caliber that this actor has put out. Uh, Is the uh, role believable with this actor? Yes. And are we invested in this character? Um, In order to give it the fifth and final finger... We have to know that this actor is making it, making a character that we are invested in. Do we leave the theater and still think about this character because we are invested in it? Right. Do we, do, do we care about them or do we like hate them as a villain in the best way that you can a, a sort of evil character in a movie or like? Do we pick up their lingo? Sure. Do we go out to swing clubs? <laughs> do we order the same drinks that they do? Yeah, because we want to be like them a little bit, you know? <laughs> Uh, only when we were 17. <laughs> For that particular thing you were mentioning. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that later. So that yeah, that's our five finger metric. That's the way we're gonna we're gonna judge these. It's a little bit different from our regular metric um, because we're dealing specifically with performances, you know, uh, which is really just one finger on our standard metric for uh, you know best picture or whatnot. So should we get into it? Of course. Let's get right into the Let's metric. With who would you like? You know, I picked last time. I started off last time. Why don't you pick? Who are we starting with? All right. Let's um, let's start with Armin Miller-Stahl. Okay. The lame. You want to start with the boring? Fine. Should I pick another? <laughs> it's fine. I'm just messing with you. Okay. You just don't like the movie Shine. I don't. My Shine is so boring. But I liked Shine. It was a, it was a good movie. Okay, well, we're not judging the movie. We're judging Armin Mueller-Stahl. Who is an on asshole his, On his portrayal of the asshole father that loves his son playing the piano but won't let him play anywhere. Oh, yeah. Keeps him at home. He he plays such an asshole. And it, it's weird because like his motives are contradictory in this movie. Yeah, because, he wants to be a great pianist. But then he doesn't want to send him to like a, America to study music. He doesn't want to send him to exactly. even like, the Royal Academy of Music to, to learn 
you know, you know, music in a more traditional way. Like he's so stubborn to like keep his family in his house that he he like blocks his son's progress and then he beats the shit out of him with a wet towel and like uh he's such an asshole in this movie. Um I, I so much so that I feel like that real the real actor Armin, you know, is 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 an asshole in real life, but he probably isn't. He's probably a real nice guy. Yeah. But he was so believable as as an asshole father that sort of stubborn, you know, like just fuck, give him a break, dad. God damn it. Like it it's he's a really really good in this movie. Well, do you think that his his performance was Oscar worthy? There were moments in this movie where I felt like the movie was about him. You know, like it wasn't about, you know, Jeffrey Rush's character. Um this was really a movie about I actually about thought the that dad. I was actually wondering why this why he was not also up for best actor. I still wonder that. Lead actor? Yeah. I mean, this is this is a bit of a gray area. I don't know. Definitely Oscar worthy for sure. Yeah, I think so. He's very I give powerful. Him a finger for this. Yeah. Would it be the same with a different actor? I mean, I, I think you could have a different actor playing this part. I think he brings a. I real, think Jeffrey Rush, you couldn't change. I think unless well, you had Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis yeah, Daniel could have taken over that role and been perfectly fine. What's weird about Jeffrey Rush being the lead actor, though, like his character is the main character, but the bulk of like he doesn't really like show up to this movie until like halfway through well, a lot of the movies in flashbacks so a lot of his the, other p- characters are playing the, the first main half of this movie is in flashback and really like the best lead actor here is the the guy that plays young yeah the, the younger version of jeffrey rush that guy is great you know but a supporting actor I, I don't know like he probably has as much screen time as jeffrey rush in this movie but we're not talking about lead actor um y- you know would the movie be the same without armin mueller stahl I think it would be the same movie. I think it's great writing. It's a great it's a great screenplay. Yeah. So I th- I think it would be the same. I mean, there are definitely other actors that I think would bring sort of similar things to it, but he he really sold it. I I, I don't know. He's he's yeah, got that I think like would it be but could is he the only one that could play this role? No. Is he the only one that has that his gravitas is the only thing that makes this movie what it is? Not, not really. I guess no. <coughs> uh, he's really great in the role, but I, yeah, I suppose like the the role itself is uh, is easily transferable. Sure. And then, is it an example of their best work? Um, I'm not that familiar with the rest of uh, rest of his stuff. I only know Eastern Promises. Armin Mueller Stahl was the he was like basically like the mob boss. Sure. In Easter Promises. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was great in that. Yeah. I love that's that's a movie I watch frequently. I like that movie a lot. Yeah. I that's mean, the only re- that's the only reason I don't even know who Armin Mueller Stahl is. Because he does a good job in that he movie. He seems like one of those That movie could be an Oscar worthy movie for him. Uh, sure, yeah. It it didn't get a lot of uh love. I think only like um uh what's his Vigo Mortensen got nominated for that. Um, yeah, and during, um, during that year, like, and the guy who's the guy that plays in all the oceans movies, the oceans movies, he plays all the bad, he plays the bad guy in oceans twelve and thirteen. The French, he's French. He um, Mm-mm. not coming to me. Brian Cranston. <laughs> <laughs> Call back to part one. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter, but. Um, that guy plays a um, Armand Mueller Stahl's gay son, uh-huh. who nobody knows is gay, and um, he tries to kind of hide the fact that he's gay. Right, and it, that's kind of the undercurrent of that movie. It's it's a really good movie. I don't know, but Armand Mueller Stahl does a good job as playing this guy who is on one hand this really lovable old Russian papa kind of guy, yeah. and then on the other hand, he's this kind of evil mob boss. Mm. So it's it's he's he's great in it. I mean he pretty much that's his character of Peter in this movie. He's like, I'm the strongest dad you'll ever have. Ah and he's splitting wood and like ribbing them and they're all like, oh we love you dad. And then, you know, two scenes later he's uh disappointed in his son and whipping him with a towel in the bath. So, so you you're know. saying he has been typecast. I mean he plays that role real well. <laughs> the like, you know, charismatic in public, asshole behind closed doors, 
you know, kind of a, a father figure. Yeah, sure. He he does seem like I wish I had seen more of his repertoire to sort of get get to this, but um, he does seem. He's like, also in your favorite movie, The Game. Is he in the game? He's in the game. He is in the game. So yeah, like he's he's a very very solid character actor, you know. Um, best best work. I mean, it was nominated for this, so I would have to kind of give it to him, you know, um, and say yeah, like the Academy recognized it as some of his best work. If he's that consistent through through you know most of his career, then I suppose yeah. Sure, we'll give him a finger for All it. Right. Believable in the role. Yeah, he's believable. I believe that it's, he's a dad that really doesn't like. He really likes beating his son. Yeah, like, yeah, beating and the that- shit out of his son for not for. Uh, yeah, I don't even know why he's beating his son, but I mean, because he's an asshole. <laughs> he's he's that's an. So I'm saying I don't know. Father. I don't know the underlining mental mental. Yeah, yeah. Um. So he's believable. Are you invested in his character? Invested, no, but I, I I believe his character. There's not much to invest in his character. You kind of want him to get like thrown sad. off a building. <laughs> you want him to be like sad, but I I mean I guess so. Like the emotional path that that he takes cuz he's sort of like the main protagonist in this movie he's sort of like the movie villain uh kind of in in this movie y- you know you you want you, you know our main character to f- say fuck you and leave and go be successful and like prove him wrong you know um there's these like Jeffrey Rush at the beginning of this movie has these these like this, the way he portrays this character, where he's got these little ticks, where he I- explains a little bit about oh, his ticks. dad. Ticks, ticks, yeah. like with a C A C K. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, where he's sort of explaining, uh, not he's letting slip some of the terrible things that his dad has told him, like he doesn't have a soul and like he's terrible and he'll never amount to anything without him and all this kind of stuff that he sort of throws off and then laughs about it as this sort of like uh, you know defense mechanism. Um. And uh, yeah, you want, you know, Peter to be really just, just like proved wrong through this entire thing. So I, I would suppose in that aspect, well, he does as die. a villain. Well, but as a villain, like you are invested in him not winning, you know, because he's such an asshole, and you believe him so much as being that sort of overbearing, terrible father, that you're invested in that storyline because of him being such a bad. You know, villainy, villainous character to our main character, right? Awesome. So we're giving him four car- four fingers, four fingers for four Arm- fingers. That's a high high praise for Arm- a high Mueller praise Stahl. for for a movie that uh, that you don't like. I don't like, and sometimes you, you that kind happens, of are, you're kind of are in between about. I mean, and- yeah, I, I like the movie. I, I don't like if, if we were judging on best picture, this would not get <laughs> all the fingers. But his performance was really great. I enjoyed it. Okay, on to who's on next? Uh, let's move on to William H Macy and Fargo. Okay. As fucking <laughs> just I love William H. Macy. I do not think this is his best movie. You don't movie, like though. you don't like this movie? I love I love this movie, but I just don't as, think uh, as Jerry Lundegaard. Yeah. Oh man. I love this movie. But he he is uh he is a bumbling idiot. <laughs> yeah, I hate In the that best character. Way. I hate that character. Well, I mean he uh, if you don't like that type of character, then you're gonna have a, a tough time with with it. But like he's Jerry and Marge. He's he's trying so hard and failing so miserably. Um, but because he's kind of an idiot and his motives are bad, like he wants his wife to be kidnapped so that it, he can get ransom. Yeah, all money. the ransom from his father-in-law. Or whatever. And um, y- you know, you kind of want him to like he's a, a shitty car salesman kind of a guy. Or well, he is a shitty car salesman, but like. Um, you know, he's like sleazy, but he's bad at being a sleazy car salesman. And you like, I don't know. He, I really loved the 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 sort of nuances of this character through William H Macy's perform portrayal. Um, and it's, I mean, it's very profoundly Coen Brothers. <laughs> yeah, feeling, you know. Um, but I I en- I enjoyed uh, William H Macy a lot in this movie. Um, I enjoyed. Everybody in this movie too, like Francis McDermott was really good. You know, Steve Buscemi is is really awesome. Well, as we movie. said before, Francis McDermott did win Best Actress. She did for her. Per- no. Yes. 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 She won yes. Best Actress in this. She did. Affirmative. <laughs> okay, so uh, does he is his performance an Oscar worthy performance? I would venture to say that there aren't very many William H Macy roles that aren't Oscar worthy. He's I agree. A great actor. I agree. One hundred percent. Yeah. Okay, is it uh, 
Would it be the same with a different actor? That would be a very short list. To capture William H. Macy, directed by the Coen brothers. Like, uh, the guy who played the similar part in the TV show did it really good. Oh, so I've not seen the TV show. The TV uh, show <laughs> plays a similar character. But um, but is he just copying William H. Macy? No, 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 no. It's not a, does, he doesn't play the same character because, first of all, he's not, it's not the same character. Um, but he's a little more, um, a little more intelligent. Mm. I, I no, I would say no. William H Macy is is wonderfully cast in this movie for this role. Okay. Uh, is this I an example of his best work? Would give it a half for that though. Oh, going going back to would the movie be the same without him? Because I don't think this movie specifically. I feel like it's more of a Coen Brothers thing. I think their characters always are iconic because of them, not because of the actors. Okay. I see because I see a lot of movies of theirs where the characters in the movies are so iconic, but yet the actors in other movies are not that iconic. Mm. So I would give that a half a point. Okay. So half a point for would it be the same without with another With actor? a different character. Because I think anybody in a Coen Brothers film is going to have is gonna some have, of that, that yeah. charm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a valid point, but half a point. Here we go. Uh, is this an example of his best work? No. It's it's really hard, man. It's not. Well, first of all, no, absolutely not. You this don't not, think so? This is not the example of his best work. I, I mean, what would be an example of his best work then? Uh, the cooler. Oh, the cooler. He's um, so good. Yeah, there's a depth. Or to, to Boogie the Nights. Or um, See, Boogie Nights. He plays a very similar character. No. Well, the the sort of well, like. Yeah. The like shitty things are always happened to me. He's done so many good I'm things. Always standing in front of you know. In, in this my is own an way. introduction to William H. Macy. This is almost like a William H. Macy like introduction, like where everyone's like, "Hey, this is this guy that does great work." After this, he does just endless movies that his movies are just great. And frankly, Shameless. Yeah, but that doesn't count because it's TV. Yeah, but dude, that character he he develops is so fantastic even though it's a british ripoff it's it doesn't matter doing. william h macy is one of the best actors working he's consistent he chooses interesting roles he brings interesting things to his roles the way like you know he just has a way of being those characters you know um he disappears into almost everything that he does even when you know like yeah that's william h macy but there's there's just yeah, the but way okay. that he moves around a, a what I'm scene saying is that's a, awesome. A, a character, even though it's TV, okay, a character like Shameless that he's developed, you don't figure that that's William H. Macy unless somebody kind of lets you know because that's, he's not, not the same character he's in in any other movie hmm. that he's ever done. Well, that's what I'm saying is is he's so good that he disappears into roles even when, you, when you're like, oh, yeah, clearly that's William H. Macy sort of being William, William H. Macy. He's still really good. He's got a presence to him on screen that really carries every role that he's played. So I would say every role that I've seen him in is an example of his best work. Clearly this, you know, uh, being nominated um, validates that as well. That, yeah, it's part of part of his his uh, immense, awesome catalog of... of uh, well, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying this isn't his example of his best work. I think he's done better stuff after this. Well, most so actors do better stuff after whatever they get half nominated point. for. Like. No, that is not true. Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Jamie Foxx has done shit since no, Ray. I mean, like, he did, like, The Soloist. Yeah, he did, and he did Stealth. He, he did that. Dir- <laughs> well, I think he did that. Right after Ray. I, it was just unfortunate that it was released right after the Oscars. <laughs> oh, yeah. And now what's he doing? Shazam. Is he doing a Shazam? Yeah. He's doing the TV show. Oh, TV, whatever. Shazam. Or beat Shazam, beat Shazam. No, it is. Jamie Foxx is on. Oh, that like that's not acting though. He's a host. Like, he's a TV show host. He won a fucking Oscar. He's doing a TV show host of yeah. Beat Shazam. So you know what? You know what? Not that, everybody goes up after that, their Oscar. That, that might be like a like a an, an actor trying to to get a like a more steady day job. Oh wait, what did Matthew McConaughey do right after he won his Oscar? Lincoln. Car commercials. That's right. Rolling yeah. boogers and Lincoln cars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's just. And then he did Free State of Jones, which I'm sorry, that was not the what? greatest movie. That was not the greatest movie. I love the Free State of Jones. It was not the best movie. It was really good. 
Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Moving on. And I love the period pieces, and I love it. It wasn't the greatest movie. I was captivated by it. Like, it's a whole like piece of history that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And it made me interested in it. And like that was one of those movies where like you leave the theater and you're pissed off at the injustices of our culture. <laughs> yes. You know, but that's like, not why I didn't like it. Mm. <laughs> I didn't like it because I didn't think it was a well-made movie. It's, mm. It had nothing to do with what, you know. Mm. All right. Uh, so was he believable in the? Oh, so half half a point for example of his best work then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, was he believable in that role? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's believable in every role. Uh, are you invested in his character? Yeah. Yeah. You are. I I believe it. I would I would say so I'm too. I'm invested in him. I, How would you, would you? <laughs> I didn't get a harumph <laughs> out of that guy. Uh, I, yeah, I would say absolutely you're, you're invested in, in his character. You, you want to see whether or not he's he's going to bumble his way into succeeding in, in this plot or like if it's going to go terribly wrong. Absolutely. That's uh, another testament to sort of the Coen brothers writing and directing yeah. too. But yeah, absolutely. I'm invested in his character. Well, William H. Macy has gotten from us four fingers. Four fingers. Are we just going to give everybody four fingers? It's gonna well, that terrible. one was actually a harder sell because we, he actually got... Uh, a couple half points. Two fingers from us with... Or each of us gave him three fingers and then two half fingers. So they mm-hmm. came with four fingers. All right. And if you're you're playing along at home, please take, please take, uh, please take notes because we've been known to be wrong. All right, before we get into the heavy hitters... Like the real heavy hitters of this uh, category that were nominated. Let's let's go over Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh man, really? Let's just get it out of the way. Wait, but you know what? Some of these might score a little higher. He might. Our metric. This is why we run example it through of the his metric. best work. I mean, it's, come on, man. Science. Well, no, I wouldn't even say that. Like it's solid, but uh yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> come on, snow dogs and, <laughs> and and boat trip. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to that. All right. So. After he won the Academy Award, most actors go down after the Academy Award. I just want to throw that out there, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm no, I'm saying like when they do other good performances, they usually expand on their abilities. You know, beyond what they got sort of their first accolades for. Okay, you know well, well that's that the point I was making. With what, okay, number one thing was this movie Oscar worthy? The movie, yes. No, was his performance his Oscar performance? worthy? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I, 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 I don't. I mean, I don't. No, I don't think it was an Oscar worthy performance. I don't. I just honestly don't have any any idea how he was nominated or fucking won. Yeah, he's charismatic, and. Um, not against William H. Macy, Armin Mueller-Stahl, Edward Norton, and James Woods. I actually kind of think somehow all those four guys split the vote. They may have. And somehow he just snuck, he in. Just snuck in and won. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know why he was even nominated. He has other performances that are much better than this that he should have been nominated for. I don't for. think so. No, you don't think so? No. Hmm. There's there's uh, there's other roles that he's had where he's been a the, lot like the one better. good guy in Pearl Harbor because <laughs> he's, he's like the, he's like the one per, good performance in Pearl Harbor. He is one of the only parts of in Pearl Harbor that I care about. Yeah, like him and Alec Baldwin are the only two characters that I I don't even like Alec Baldwin in Pearl Harbor is shit. I mean, the once he shows up in Pearl Harbor, the movie takes a complete left turn. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go out yeah. and bomb them. But I liked I liked his character. It was it was fun. Yeah, Cooper Gooding Jr., this is not he's he's perfectly serviceable in this role, but there's not there's not oh, no, that I, wait, wait, I want to make depth. sure. Hold on. I want to make sure I it's not, I love it's not, I love his character in this movie. Sure. I think he adds so much to the movie. I think his part is great. Oscar worthy compared to these other four guys. I don't I don't think it holds up. I don't I don't think that the role itself besides it being Cuba Gooding Jr., like I don't think the role itself holds the same depth and you know, sort of character scope that these other movies even had with their supporting actors. You know what I'm saying? Like he he's a he's a device in Jerry Maguire to move plot along for Jerry. He's not a critical part of 
like you mean he supports Jerry? No, 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 no. I'm so saying, like a supporting no, no, actor. No, no. I'm saying he's basically <laughs> exposition. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, you know what I'm saying? There's one scene where he gives Jerry some advice that sort of leans into, into no, there's, that. No, there's no. There's no. The rest of it is is just no, moments. No, the advice. The advice happens throughout the whole movie. He gives him advice during the during the scene at the at his wedding. He gives him his advice during the scene when he's he pretty much gives him advice through the whole movie. He's his he's his confidant. He's his consigliere or consigliere. Yeah, I don't know why it's called I him guess. consigliere. He's his consigliere through the whole thing. I, I guess it just he doesn't have the the sort of emotional depth as any of these other performances. He doesn't have the like. There's no meat really to to this character enough to call it Oscar worthy for me. Okay. I mean, I don't agree that it's not doesn't have any meat to it. I do think that that it does have a depth to it, but that could be the Cameron Crowe aspect of creating those moments where there most other directors couldn't have created them. Mm-hmm. But then again, we gave William H Macy all these points in a movie where the Cohen brothers create moments that aren't there because they have these quirky characters. Sure. So, yeah, I I don't know because in the same movie you you have. You know, depth. I mean, fucking her son, the played by Jonathan Lipnicki, has a lot more sort of character depth than Cuba Gooding. That's just him being cute, though. I'm just saying, you get more development from from that character. More, you know, like not that he would be worthy of uh, Oscar nomination, you know, as the eight year eight year old little boy. Um, But there's there's more attention played to Jerry and and uh, Renee Zellweger's character and her son. And even, uh, you know, Bonnie Hunt, her sister, you know, like there's that movie and then there's Jerry in the sports world. And they're two very sort of different tones. But that's the point of the movie. No, no, I know. And I'm saying the more meaty emotional stuff in this movie, the more like the, the better characters and, and whatnot, um, that would be more in the line of being considered for best actor, best supporting actor are on that side of the movie and not necessarily, you know, on the Jay Moore, you know, Chris O'Donnell by the um, way, Jay Moore actually plays a good character. Jay Moore is great in this movie. Yeah, but not Oscar worthy. Not Oscar worthy. But, worthy but it's, he he's, plays a great. He's character. He's really good. You hate him so much. Absolutely. In this movie. Yeah. I would have. God, I, I wanted to punch him in this movie. But I, and I'm saying, even as good as they portrayed those characters, that side of the movie, the sort of sports agent side of the movie, just doesn't. It runs real thin. The waters are real thin there. I, I don't know. Um. Okay. So, would they be? Would it be the same with a different actor? Now, in this category, yeah, absolutely. With this category, I would say we'd have to give. I would give. I think they would not. Basing this on just the movie itself, uh huh. I think Cuba Gooding Jr. brought a lot to that character, and I don't think it would be the same with a different actor. I think absolutely you could have found somebody that brought as much energy and charisma to that character. Think of like Will Smith in that in that role. Movie would have been the same. Yeah, he would have had that <laughs> like fun-loving side of him, and then he would have been able to sort of deliver those those advice moments, the like being you know real with Jerry, you know whatever. He would have given this the like it would have been about the same movie. The movie wouldn't have been any any worse, any any better. It would have been about the same with somebody like a Will Smith, especially then, at that time. Like he's <clears throat> Men in Black at this time. Like he's you know okay. Put it this way. Absolutely would have, would have been I'll give you two examples. I'm going to give you two examples how why that's not true. Because equal trade, Hollywood has this, I'll call it racist, thought that if you bring in another black side man, it'll mm-hmm. be the same movie. They did it with the movie Major League. Mm-hmm. Major League, they had a very successful movie, Major League. With Charlie Sheen, mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. um, Tom Berenger, mm-hmm. and they tried to change out. They tried to change out Wesley Snipes to make a sequel. Yeah, and they tried to bring in Omar Epps uh-huh. to do it. Yeah, fucking killed the movie. Nobody saw Major League Two, right? Because you didn't have Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes mm-hmm. was the one thing that missed that movie. <laughs> because if you didn't have Wesley Snipes, you didn't have the comic relief that he brought to it. Okay, he that's, did. You did not even on the same level, that, but no. Okay. But that's okay. So another example of when I'm saying that Will Smith has made a career doing that kind of a character. No, the other example <laughs> where they changed someone out 
was Will Smith in, in, in Independence Day. They made the sequel with someone that wasn't Will Smith, though they tried to bring in Will Smith's was, son. Yeah, it's Will Smith's son. Not, not actually Will Smith's yeah, son, right. but the person that played Will Smith's son. Right. Not Will Smith. So they tried to bring in not Will Smith. Right. But I'm not the saying... The movie tanked because they didn't have Will Smith. But I'm not saying replace a Cuba Gooding Jr. level actor with somebody who is younger, fresher. First of all, at that time, Will Smith never would have been a supporting actor. Will Smith would have never done a, job, a movie that he was not the supporting actor. Well, he was a supporting I mean, actor. If, if he was on the level of Tom Cruise at that time. No, but but I'm I'm it's not whether or not he would have taken the role. I'm saying if you put him in that role, is it the same movie? Yes. So Cuba Gooding Jr. is replaceable because But Cuba Gooding Jr. was No, you have to think about people that are at the same level as Cuba Gooding Jr. at the time. <laughs> no, you're just making up rules. That's not making up rules. No, if if he's recast as somebody else, if they paid uh Will Smith to be in this movie, he would have been in this movie. All right. I'm just saying. He has an opportunity to do a Tom Cruise movie where he's basically like second lead. of He's the lead of the B story of this movie. Why, why wouldn't he? He would, he would have brought just as much pizzazz and like I'm saying at that time, charm. the only person that could have possibly done that would have been... Well, first of all, at the time, he was an action star and he was in terrible movies. So I don't even think at that time to he play would have a, been able to do that. To play a like a fucking football player who's all shirtless and ripped at that time he was doing he the only two movie he had done is independence day and yeah the emotional depth that the movie had not exactly what jerry Maguire, what he brought in jerry Maguire. i actually think cuba gooding jr is a better actor than will smith at that time he is but i'm saying will smith would have landed in that role as something that was perfectly cast for his like like baseline charisma let's move on agree right. disagree half a point half a point Okay, example of their best work. Yes. This is an example of his best work. Considering Cuba has done some really bad movies. Yeah. Yeah, you got to give this to him, man. Uh, it's the example of his best, best work. Yeah. Believable in the role. Come on, you believe that he is a sports... You believe yes. that he is a... Yeah, absolutely. I, a I, wimpy little <laughs> football player that's mad because he is a wimpy little sports player. Yeah, I... I, I mean, a wimpy little football player. I, I, I believe him. Yeah. All of his fun catchphrases and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Actually, if you're invested in the character, I'm invested in the character while I'm watching the movie. I would say absolutely you're invested in the character. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that, that's a testament to the, to the story yeah. in, in general. Um, you know, there, there is a real hold your breath moment when he's unconscious on the field. Yeah. You know, and if. And also, you, you care about care, the family, you care about all that. That's just the story around him. They, yeah. I mean, you also care about, like, you know, this is. When his kid goes into labor in the story, and he's. Kid, yeah, it was his his wife goes into labor yeah. with his kid when his kid's being born, and yeah. he throws the he just throws the the credit card down. He's like, "Just take it." Yeah. He's like, "You take Visa, <laughs> just take it." <laughs> yeah, like that stuff is all part of the character. Absolutely, yeah. I I, I would one hundred percent give him a point for for being. Um, He's got, dude. You character. know what? This character is really good. I don't know. I I know we ripped on it for for like the last five minutes, but no, I would just like I I'm being realistic about this character. You know, there's just, there's not that, I mean, he just doesn't quite come up to the same level as, you know, even Armin Mueller Stahl's character or James Woods, you know, like you're, you're just so disturbed by James Woods characters or, you know, sympathetic towards Edward Norton's character, you know, in, in ways that you are not even touched by, you know, um, the character of Rod Tidwell. So, well, we don't think that it came up. Uh, we 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 also agree that it came up short um, on our metric because it's only three and a half fingers on our metric for Cuba Gooding Jr. as opposed to the four fingers that both William H Macy and Armin Mueller Stahl received. So he's three and a half. Okay, three and a half fingers. A, d- a decent score, actually. You know, that's that's some driving. Well, the character driving is Ms. good. Daisy level. The character stuff. is good. The character is good. Oscar worthy. And- no, Oscar worthy as opposed to these four other guys that are listed on here is ridiculous. Yes, this this nomination class is stacked, except for Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> I remember the best thing I remember about this year. I remember listening to Kevin and Bean, Los Angeles radio, uh-huh. and Ralph Garman coming in the next morning or that Monday or whatever or that whatever, and ripping on. Cuba Gooding Jr. for getting this award. Mm. So, 
Um, Ralph Garman, uh, now famous podcaster Ralph Garman. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Garman, the uh, ho- the uh, Hollywood Babylon star, yeah. Ralph Garman. Um, back when he was a radio man. All right, so next, who do you want to go to? Who do you want to go to? Um, let's do James Woods. James Woods in Ghosts of Mississippi. Let's do the backstory. Ghost Mississippi is the story of Byron de la Beckwith. And his assassination of... And the assassination of Medgar Evers on Medgar June 12th, Evers. 1963, yeah. down in Mississippi. This is uh, This is like the first assassination of the civil rights era, right? Like, this is what you know, becomes the first big, like, uh, national case that brings um, sort of more, that was more not wide spiel, uh, widespread awareness about civil rights uh, movement and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a... Medgar, I mean, uh, Byron, Byron David Beckwith was a Klansman. Yeah, he's a real racist asshole. Yeah, he's an awful person in the... In, in life and in this, apparently. James Wood's portrayal of him makes my skin crawl. Yeah. In this movie, he portray he uh, he in the movie. There's a awful scene where he talks about deer being beautiful animals and how oh. he would never shoot a deer, and it's very it's very horrible thing. Oh, and and that he has no no qualms putting down uh, a black person because he feels that they they're not even as like worthy of being on the level of an animal. Oh, it's so just ugh. ah. Like I, j- I just want to curl into a ball every time he's on screen. He's, he's just so creepy. <laughs> now, the one thing that I can't stand about this movie, hmm. uh, other than the subject matter, is that um, James Woods, his makeup is terrible. His oh, I was going to mention that <laughs> the old man, uh, uh, you know, Beckwith. Does not look great. He should have a Razzie for the the makeup artist. Worst, worst, uh, worst old, makeup old artist. Makeup. Yeah, he's got like real rubbery looking neck, and like it doesn't quite move the way it should. <laughs> yeah, the old man makeup was a little distracting for sure, uh, but his performance be- beneath the makeup was really compelling. Yeah, it was, he was. He did very. He did a very good job. And honestly, Whoopi Goldberg did a fantastic job during this. She's great. She's good as She's the great. as the wife of Medgar Edver. As the as the wife of Medgar Evers, the widow, the widow. Yeah, I think everybody in this movie is does a pretty good job portraying their characters. This movie suffers from having like odd montages for me that like broke up the the rhythm of this movie. We spend so little time in like we there's all this build up, all this build up, all this build up, trying to get the case just moved through the DA's office for for prosecution again, like reopening the case. And then when they get to the actual court case, it's done in these like quick little clips. They montage half of the trial. Like I was like, wait, no, no, this, this should be the whole last act of the movie, and we're kind of buzzing through it. Like, yeah, we got to get to the results. <laughs> it was, it was like, wait a minute, like why, why are we, why, why, why are we just buzzing <laughs> through the, the thing that we've been waiting for the entire movie? You know what I'm saying? Well, a lot of this is backstory. Um of Whoopi Goldberg's life and you know like setting up this whole story. Sure, but but it's an epic you know sort of historical piece. Let it go for 3 like don't cut it for time. It felt like they were they were just like, "Ah, oh, fuck, we got to get we got to get know, to I didn't the really end. feel like that. It's it's real montagey when you get to the actual court case. Um but yeah, I, overall like a decent decent movie that is well acted. But we're talking about James Woods here. James Woods is prob he is it's weird because he shows up peripherally through most of this film and then at the end or tor- towards the end when he's actually put on trial then you start seeing the real character that that he has developed um and it's like you know the skin crawling it's it's oh it's he's hard to sit with in those scenes because he is so racist and so fucking evil and thinks that uh, well one now like we live in a time where that's coming back to light a little bit um where you're starting to see more and more you know racist thought permeate sort of a more mainstream view on one particular side of our political scope and um you know watching this movie in with recent eyes 
is scary. Yeah. Because you realize that that perspective didn't die in 1990. <laughs> you know, it didn't die with the civil rights movement. You're reminded that like, oh no, this is still the way a big population of our own country thinks. And uh, I think James Wood captures that uh, really well as an actor um, in his portrayal. Is it Oscar worthy though? Um, I think it is. Yes, I would. I would agree. The makeup, no. The the acting, yes. I have such a hard time getting past that fucking makeup. His his old man makeup is is not the best. That is the hardest makeup to do. So like, sorry, makeup artists, we're kind of shitting on it, but like. It's the hardest thing to pull off is old age makeup. And I don't care. It's a f- whatever. You cut him a little um, bit of slack, but it, it's a uh, it's very distracting. Would it be the same with a different actor? Now in this care in this, I, don't, I think, don't know. I don't think James Woods ever does something where I'm like, yeah, that's a James Woods part. I always think he's kind of this. Really? Yeah, I always think he's like, yeah, someone else could do that part. <laughs> who, who else would you put in this in this role? Um. <laughs> Gene Hackman. <laughs> Gene Hackman. I think it would have been a different movie with Gene Hackman. Yeah, it would have been better. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Throwing shade. Some love for Gene Hackman. Um, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of actors with caliber of Gene of uh, Gene Hackman. James caliber of James Woods that could play this part. I think that John Malkovich could have stepped into this role. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John Malkovich could have mm-hmm. done it. Um. Uh, there's so there's a lot of guys that could have done this role. All right, so no, that's that no, play the no evil, points. That play the evil. Uh, Bill Murray. No, no, Bill Murray. Come on, evil Bur- the evil Bill Murray. You know <laughs> no. what? Have you ever seen no. Evil Chevy Chase? He does a good evil. Evil Chevy Chase. Have you ever seen him do evil? He oh. does a good evil Chevy Chase. Fucking Kevin Bacon could have been evil. I was thinking dude. that's so weird. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, Kevin Bacon's bad guy. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same awesome. thing, except not bad guy from Wild Things. Terrible. Well, you know, he was distracted by the fact that he was going to have to show his dick in that movie. <laughs> Kevin Bacon in Wild Things is terrible. Wild Things is terrible. <laughs> People only saw it because there was like a three way in a pool. Uh, it was a three way between Denise Richards and Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Yeah, that's why. That's what people it wasn't went just, and it saw wasn't the movie just a three-way. because there was a three-way in a pool. It wasn't just a three-way. It was Nev Campbell and Denise Richards back when they were like Nev it. Campbell and Denise Richards. Yeah! Exclamation point. <laughs> I don't know how much money they paid them, but uh, enough. <laughs> uh, so the movie would not be, or would be about. The same I think it would be about the same. Actor, yeah. Okay, so um, we've got an example. One finger. Of, we're at one finger right now. Sure. Okay. Uh, an example of James Wood's best work. No. I mean, he was real good as Hades and Hercules the following year. What? <laughs> James Woods has been in so much. Okay. Um, Once Upon a Time in America, that's some good shit from him. Yeah, he's he's, he's been in so many good films. I don't I, mean, I this, this is, is not It's a really good performance. And I, I don't know, like there's nothing about it where I was like like I could see cracks in it. He he is 100% committed to this character. And you know, like yeah, but I, I'm I, I actually I love this movie, but I don't really think it's I don't know. I think he's I'm just gone on him. Mm-hmm. This movie <coughs> prolific really shows an insight into the, like an era that I I didn't know about that much about Edgar Medgar Evers other than he was mm-hmm. a civil rights activist that had been shot mm-hmm. and assassinated. I didn't know I didn't know all this had existed about his killer. Right. So, with the exception of bringing light to that, um, which is so good that they did that, um, the performance from from I always thought the performance by James Woods was a little cheesy. Really? Yeah, because maybe it's the makeup and all the way he acts in it, and I don't know. I just thought it was a little bit of a, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess half a point then. Yeah. It's it, it's it's a good it's James Wood. I like Alec Baldwin in this James, movie James and Whoopi Goldberg. I think they're fantastic. I yeah, think they, I, I, I would think say they make the movie. I would say that this would be an example of Whoopi Goldberg's best work. Really? 
Yeah. You don't think Color Purple is a better example of her best work? I, I didn't say that it was her only example of her best work. I'm saying this is an example of her best work. You can only have one example of her best work. What are you talking about? If it's the best, no, it's the best. No, 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 you no. You have no. one example of no, your no, best work. No. You, you misunderstand this this part of the metric. There, it, it's, it's them at their best. That's what this means. No, if you say, that's your best, that's the best. That's the best you've done. If you're a track star okay. and you run your best mile, Here's the thing. you have one best. You don't have, you don't have, you can't say, oh, that's your best. There's four of them. No, you have one best because no. one's better. This is an example of their best work. I know. I explained that in the beginning. So, so, no, no. So there can be multiple examples of their best work. Moving on. It it isn't the 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 number one. We'll fight thing about this they, later. I'm just saying. We'll fight about this later. It is an example of them doing their best work. Yes, I would agree that James Wood is is doing some of his best work in this in this movie. Yeah, I'm saying I don't think I think he's done a lot better work. So a half a point. Half point. Yeah. Uh, is he believable in this role? Yeah, he. I am. I. Yeah, buy I him as a racist old fuck. Yeah, I agree. In this movie, I agree. Yeah, and there's he's in this as a young old racist, young a young, racist, a young asshole. racist fuck. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, I hate him so much in this movie. And uh, are you invested in the character, or do you like? We got to change this from invested to just believable, or is the character believable? No, it's believable in his role. Is, is the previous? One. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you invested in in the character's journey? Yes. You know, because they can be believable, but you don't care about where they go you know like yeah he played a fucking jerk yeah i'm invested in hoping i'm invested in hoping this motherfucker goes to jail yeah burns in hell yeah like (laughs) you go you i want him to pay so bad for murdering you know med grabbers in this movie that like it's one of those two where like it's funny because the (laughs) by the end by by just in this movie you hate him so much the end of this movie is scored kind of like a sports movie like it's got in, this inspirationally charged score at the very end, like the song that like go back and watch just the end when when the verdict is out and they're like going to do their little press conference about like you know how did she feel about getting you know justice after all these years or whatever. The score that's under it after they read the verdict feels like a team just won you know a championship and it's well, going to be slow mo. No 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 no, but like it feels like a sports movie moment. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, you do kind of like. Pump your fist a little bit when when they read guilty of all charges, you know, like yes. Um, so yeah, absolutely, you're invested in in his character. What does uh, what does that give him score wise? Three and a half. So what's his score? Three and a half. Three and a half. Same as Cuba Gooding Jr. Ooh, interesting, interesting. It's science. Can't be messed with. You know what? Uh, the last no- actual nominee here. We're gonna go with Edward Norton. Primal Fear. Oh, as as Aaron, mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> Aaron Stampler. Aaron Stampler. Stampler. Or Roy. Yeah, or Roy. Which which is the real character, Jeff? Now, if you have not seen Primal Fear yet, and you don't want to know the spoilers of Primal Fear, please... Skip this ma- skip this part of the podcast. Okay, moving on. Oh, Edward so, Norton plays... Edward Norton plays a fucking asshole in this. A psycho killer in this movie. And the sort of now, like evil genius of his psycho killerness. Edward Norton plays essentially two characters in this movie. Yeah, he plays a kid with a split personality. Yeah, so like... You see shades of this this demon that lives inside of him named Roy. I I loved Edward Norton in this movie. So is it Oscar worthy? Uh, yeah, I I would say so. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> I agree. I think it was a very Oscar worthy movie. I'm super shocked that he did not win an Academy Award for this film. Right? Is this a, is this our like introduction to Edward Norton? Like, is this is one of his major? I don't film... know if American History X. I think American History X came out before before this. this? Okay. Um. But I, I'm not sure. So don't quote me on that. All right. Uh, would you, because we've already had people telling us that when we're wrong, they're yelling at the. Okay. If we're wrong, write it in, like, tell us on Twitter 
And and if it's a real bad mistake, we'll come on before our part one episode and do some corrections. You know what? And we've got so many so much shit about that fucking country song. Yeah. (laughs) Trisha Yearwood or Faith Hill or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. know, But I don't listen to country and whatever. Although even though I wasn't the one that said it. But still, neither one of us listen to country, so fuck it. Here's the thing. We're human. We make mistakes. If we're wrong... It's okay. <laughs> but you know, we're letting it stand, man. It's okay. we're, letting, we're, letting that, we're letting that out there. Anyway, would it be the same with a different actor? I'm already saying absolutely no. It would not be the same. Now, yeah, now there's a, there's a charm. There's a real charm that uh, Edward Norton brings to both sides of now, that coin. we have to say that there's character. a lot of movies that have come since then that have done the exact same plot. Yes, but... You know, aren't aren't they just kind of doing this? Yeah, and I don't think it. I don't think they're as successful. No, I I this this movie. I the first time I saw this movie, I damn near fell off my chair when the turn happened. Now you could say Usual Suspects, and this movie kind of have the exact same plot. Close, yeah, close. Kevin Spacey, you do the same thing. Yeah, it's it's close, it's close. There's this youthful innocence to him, and and. And you know you have this real sort of compassion for the Aaron side of things, like yeah. oh man, this poor kid, you know, and and he stutters and he can't, you know, formulate like a, he's real weak you also, know, character. Like you know, he plays a similar character in the score. Okay, it's just you know the what he's doing. Sure, he's doing literally the exact thing in the score, but well, you see the, the man behind the curtain rather than in this where you actually don't see what's going on behind. Behind, you know, in the in his head, right. So in the score, he you see that he's doing it to people, right. Robert De Niro is in the in on the game. He knows right. that he's he's playing someone who is a person with special needs who is just acting that way in order to rob an art gallery, right. Um, but in this one, it's just that nobody in the audience knows you're not in on the on the yeah. On everybody's kept in the black in this yeah. one. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think it's the same. Ed, Edward Norton is perfectly cast in this movie. Um, is it an example of his best work? Mm, Edward Norton has done some really good stuff. Um, I think this is still an example. Since you and I have discussed that that an example of your best work includes several films, I think this is an example of your best of his best work. Uh, yeah, I mean. It's it's hard because he's just he's so good. I, like we were talking about William H Macy earlier. Like everything he does is is just real solid. I mean, the worst thing Edward Norton has done is still pretty good. Like that's that's hard. That's hard to tell. Like if everything's his best work, I mean, like an example of his best work because he's just so solid. Then yeah, I guess we got to give it to him. But I mean, even with this you know, potentially deserving to have won the Academy Award this year. He's still done stuff that's far exceeds this later on in his career. You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm inclined to give him half a point, but I guess full point because it is it is really good. Is he believable in the role? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Are you invested in the character? Yeah, you feel real sorry for Aaron. And then when Roy shows up, it's so weird because he sort of plays like an antagonist and a protagonist in the same character. Well, that's why it should have won the friggin' Academy Award. Yeah, like he plays both in in this in this role and really well for both. Yeah, you believe him as one, you believe him as the other. He when he makes those turns, like why the fuck should I know? Like when he says when he says that and he it just it comes out of him like he can't control it. You know, like it, he's so good in this movie. Okay, so. Uh, Edward Norton was getting is getting five fingers from us for his his portrayal in Primal Fear. All right, a good a good five fingers. Yeah, it's almost time for me to go get some tacos. Yeah, and uh, all right. So for for the uh, let, let's let's go through our alternates a little faster. Let's do let's do let's do it quickly for our alternates. Uh, Gary Sinise and Ransom is it Oscar worthy? I think it is. Yes, I would agree. Uh, Gary Gary Sinise is very compelling in this movie. Yeah, would it be diff- the same with a different actor? I would say, yeah, it's probably an interchangeable role, um, and somebody of his level would would bring the same sort of, you know. Okay, I'll give the, give you that. Okay, the same same care to it. Like if if like a fucking um, if it was played by uh, Gene Hackman, 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Ed Harris could have played that role well. Like he's done similar characters. You okay, know, yeah. I, I think he, he'd be uh, easily replaceable. Example of his best work. I mean, like Lieutenant Dan is some of his best work. This is, I think, up there. Really? Yeah. Uh, half a point. I, I, I disagree. Believable in the role. Yes, absolutely. And are you invested in the character? Well, did you think he's believable? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. If I keep going, you, I believe in it. You didn't, yeah, you didn't give a vote. Are you invested in the character? Um, I mean, you're surprised in how much you are going to hate him. <laughs> yeah, you're invested Like, in how the, the fuck could you, uh, you know, like, you're you're pretty upset with him. So, yeah, I, I suppose you're invested in his character's journey or plummet, if you will. Okay, so he gets four, four, four fingers. Four fingers for Gary Sinise. Cool. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson in A Time to Kill. Is it Oscar worthy? Absolutely, man. Yeah, he's it is. he's such a powerful. He's I I feel like Samuel L. Jackson is uh like very underrated um in general as an actor. Like he's so good, but then there's also movies where he's like snakes on a plane, and he's like kind of a. Yeah, but that movie would be shit without him. Right. Well, it is shit. It is shit, but, but without him. It would be him. even more shit without him. Yeah. Like, there's movies where he sort of plays a caricature of himself. And then there's movies where it's. Then there's everything else he does where he's just, like, fantastic. And carries so much weight. Would you be the same with a different actor? No. Nope. No. Exam- no. Yeah. Yeah, no. no. Um, is it an example of his best work? Nope. No, you don't think so? Nope. He's nope. He's really good in this movie, man. Nope. It's not, nope. Things, it's not an example of his best work. Everything he's done with Quentin Tarantino is better than this. Yeah. Django Unchained. Yeah. Not everything he's done with Quentin Tarantino. Django Unchained, uh, Jackie Brown, um, Pulp Fiction, especially better than this movie. Ah, I. It's so hard because it is. It is so good. I would have to give him half point. I have to hold this in the same work. caliber. Otherwise, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have said that he should have been, you know, or that he was being he's snubbed also, here. He's also not even in this movie that often. No, but he's he's so good when he shows up. Okay, but no, I don't think as a supporting role, the other movies that I mentioned are way better. It's true, and there's way more depth. All but, right, no, okay. no, no points. It's fine. Believable in the role, yeah, yes. As a, dad, as a dad who lost his daughter, he's very believable. Yeah, and is is on trial for murdering yeah. you know, a couple white boys. Are you invested in the character? Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's he's so compelling. You know, if you're a dad, <laughs> you're invested in his character. You know. Um, so what what does that give him as a score? Does he get four? Four points. Awesome. Four points for Samuel L. Jackson in A Time to Kill. Really solid okay. performance. Forrest Whitaker in Phenomenon. Oscar worthy. No. Yes. Oh, damn it. Half point. <laughs> Son of a bitch. He's going to score so Would it be the same with a different actor? No. Yes. No. Yes. Forrest Whitaker is the only character in that movie where you would not want to replace him. I would rather replace him with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> It'd be a completely different movie, though. Why? I would rather replace him with William H. Macy. Now, Forrest Whitaker is the heart and soul of Phenomenon. He puts on a really good performance. You know, as, as okay, uh, half point. All right, half point. Example of his best work? No. Yeah, no, not not his best work. He's really good in it, but you know, probably not his best work. Believable in the role? Yes. Sure. Yeah, he's believable in the role. Are you invested in his character? I'm yeah. more. In, I am more invested in his character than I'm not fucking John Travolta. Anybody's character. I know. It is phenomenon. You hate that movie. I, I am more invested in Forrest Whitaker's character in that movie than I am. With I think Jungle. I fell asleep in the theater when I watched this movie. <laughs> uh, so half a point for that. Half. One and a half. Uh, two and a two, half. Two fingers for Forrest Whitaker. Two and a half. No, why? Half a point for Oscar. You didn't Worthy. say example of his best work. Yeah, half a point for Oscar worthy, half a point for um, movie be the same. Which is a same. one point. One point. No point, for example, of the best work. Yeah. Half point for believable in the role. Half point for. Oh, wait, no, and I said it's believable in the role. Believable. Yeah. And then one, are you invested in this character? Two, two and a half. half. Yeah, two and a half. Okay. Two and a half points for Forrest Whitaker in Phenomenon. Well, that's not a good, good look. <laughs> it's not personal. Forrest Whitaker in Phenomenon is way better than Cuba Gooding Jr. 
in Jerry Maguire. I saying. would disagree. Of course you did, and now he has two and a half points. I am. <laughs> I apologize to Forrest Whitaker. Hashtag sorry, Forrest. On behalf of Jeff. Sorry, Forrest. All right, Vince Vaughn and Swingers, our last hope. Is he Oscar worthy? Yes. Yeah. Nah. No. Yes. No. Don't just keep mad at me because your Forrest Whitaker no, didn't win. He's he's real fun, but like Oscar worthy. If 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 Cubicator Jr. is is Oscar worthy. Yeah, but I said Oscar Cubicator Jr. is not Oscar worthy with 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 his performance. I would say Vince Vaughn is at the same level. As Cuba Gooding Jr.'s part, like the, their parts, but who decides are like if it's Oscar worthy? Fun. We do. We do. Yeah, and I say no. And nay, I say nay. yes. So half a point. Would the movie be the same with a different actor? No. No. Absolutely, absolutely not. not. No. He he makes that movie what it is. That role is perfectly cast. Yes, he Vaughn. makes the movie what yeah. it is. Yeah. Okay. Example of their best work. No. Actually. I think Swingers is an example of his best work. That is classic Vince Vaughn. You can, if you think of all the movies that are great Vince Vaughn okay, movies. Yeah, I, I would say that I would not put in Wedding Crashers as his best work. I would put Swingers as his best work. I, I would say, yeah, you're probably right. the The problem is that Vince Vaughn sort of takes that persona from Swingers, and then and just applies it to everything else. It becomes else. the cliche Vince Vaughn acting style. Yeah, and every time he tries to do something different, it doesn't work. Like yeah. Psycho, yeah, Psycho. He's he's not he's not great in it. I mean, Jurassic Park, to the Lost Jurassic World. Jurassic Park. He's trying to act like the guy from Swingers, who's a photographer. Yeah, it's not it's not good. <laughs> um, I he's he's got really good performances in you know that True Detective season two, even though True oh, Detective actually, season was, two was not a good that was very good though. But he had some really good moments in it. But that TV. You said we couldn't. No, I know it's TV. No, no, I'm just saying, like, he's capable of doing better work. He just hasn't really done it on film, (laughs) unfortunately. Is he believable in the role? Yeah. Yes. I believe he's an asshole party guy. He's money in that role, man. He's money. Uh, Are you invested in his character? Yeah, man. You want him to get laid? (laughs) You want him to dance with girls? I mean, you're invested in that whole group. Yeah. You know, um,. And I, I think that's that's why like they they tried to write him as dorks, but they really are like charismatic and compelling. As I want to go watch that film now, man. I love that it's movie. A fun, it's a fun movie. So yeah, he he is. Uh, you are invested in his character. He does he does well to to maintain your your interest. So one, two, um, four and a half. You got a four and a half. You're kidding me. Yeah, we're invested in his character. Four and a half. <laughs> it's an example of his best work. Would the movie be the same without him? No, yeah. So and then half for Oscar worthy. Yeah, four and a half. Oh my god. Okay. Vince yeah, four Vaughn and, a half. and Swingers four and wow. a half. Wow. But that doesn't matter because let's go over them right now, all of them. And now let's let's check the scoreboard. Uh, coming in at last on our list, Forrest Whitaker phenomenon with two and a half points. Sorry, Forrest. Yeah. Hashtag, Hashtag sorry, sorry, sorry Forrest. Forrest. And for seven and eight. Tied with three and a half fingers, James Woods, and three and a half fingers, Cuba Gooding Jr. James Woods, better than Cuba Gooding Jr., but, you know, it's, it's the science of our metric. Sometimes. And mostly it was the makeup. Yeah, yeah he, he lost points Woods for makeup. Got, That's got true. fucked up by makeup. Um, <clears throat> then we have another one, two, three, four-way tie. Four-way tie? Yeah. Uh, with four points apiece, and that's Samuel L. Jackson in A Time to Kill, Gary Sinise in Ransom. William H. Macy in Fargo, and Armin Mueller stahl in Shine. Now the top two. In second. Surprisingly oh, in second. Come from behind second place victory here. With four and a half fingers, Vince Vaughn in Swingers. Swingers. Yeah, Vince Vaughn coming up strong at the end. But it's not enough, Jeff. It's not enough. It's not Let's enough. Let's tell everybody who the winner is. Sorry, uh, Academy, if you're listening, please walk over to Cuba Gooding Jr.'s cubicle in the Academy offices there. Take away his Oscar because we're giving it to the person who got five fingers. It's time to switch the envelope. We're switching the envelope to the guy in primal fear, Edward Norton. Yep. With five fingers, Edward Norton is going to get the Academy Award from the Switch the Envelope crew over here. You're welcome, Eddie. For his role in Primal Fear as it. Aaron Stampler. Slash Roy. Slash Roy. But no, there never was an Aaron. There, there was never was an Aaron. Yeah, there was always Roy. There was never an Aaron. Oh, he's so good. He was really... I, I mean, we. this feels right. It really does. 
I mean, I, I kind of would have been okay with any of the other nom- nominees winning other than Cuba Gooding Jr. I mean, not to shit on Cuba Gooding Jr. Like, he's he's good. I like I him a like lot. I feel like we did some good here today. But, yeah, the um, the Oscar really needs to go uh, not to him for this year. <laughs> and like we that. did it. Just not to him. Not to him this year because the rest of these guys were so good. Um, but we did it. We did it. We made it happen. We switched the envelope. Uh, congratulations to Edward Norton. Everybody go... Uh, Go give some congratulations to Edward Norton on on his social media. Um, go ahead and change his Wikipedia page to say that he was the rightful winner. Thanks to switch the envelope. If uh, you know, if you're, if you're so inclined, I hope somebody does does that for us eventually. Like somebody, oh, I, just, I'm on it, man. <laughs> he go, goes and changes the Wikipedia pages, and then you know, people have to go and constantly fix that. <laughs> the Oscars got switched around to people. That'd be so fantastic. Uh, if you like the show, uh, you know, hit the subscribe button to wherever you're listening to it. If you're already subscribed, please uh, like uh, rev- like and review our show on on those platforms. Uh, that'll help us out immensely. And uh, you know, most importantly, please share the show with uh, all of your friends, your families. Uh, bring us up in casual conversation. Recommend us to uh, to your friends if you really like the show. It'll really help us grow uh, organically. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Switch Envelope, or you can follow our Instagram at Switch The Envelope. There's really only one thing left to do, and what what is that thing, Jeff? There really is only one thing left left to do, and that is to dedicate our podcast. Since we're not in the fucked up year of 1930, 1930. <laughs> it's time to dedicate our podcast to the guy we always love to dedicate our podcast to, and that is the actor who played the character of John Pierce in the <laughs> in oh, the movie. Man. The final cut. We're going to dedicate our podcast to Mr. Sam Elliott. Keep doing your acting, because you apparently have a movie in every fucking year. <laughs> oh, we love you, Sam Elliott. My glorious mustache. <laughs> All right. Go to the movies. The following has been a Riff Laugh production.